<sighs> Deep breaths in. Blow that phoenix fire out, baby. <clears throat> That's what's going on here, Heather. Mm-hmm. That's how I've been feeling. Like a phoenix from the ashes, Scorpio season shall rise. Yes. <laughs> and, folks, so shall mm-hmm. we. Uh, it's it's time to rise. <laughs> Heather, listeners, Miranda, that's me. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome all. Ah, oh, Scorpio season. <laughs> <laughs> what can we say? Well, nothing. We can just scream and pray for mercy no i'm just kidding this has been a glorious time heather how you feeling i'm good i'm good it has been a glorious time it's you know i do well during the water seasons like i'm like i feel alive mm-hmm. alive with the glory of water. yeah yeah um I agree. but the the whole idea of like uh scorpio confronting you with your shadow I've been thinking about that a lot. I feel like I have had situations recently where I'm like, wait, shit, that is the part of me that I try to repress that I have to own. Or, yeah, I got very, truly, yeah, I got very deep into Sorry. this. No, no, no. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to continue, but there's, I got really deep into this podcast I've been like very on a self-help dive recently also which I'm always on but like especially during Scorpio season which I think makes sense I think Scorpios are very about like being healthy so you can you know be in your power and stuff like that um and it, it literally Scorpio is about like getting to the depths of your psychosis figuring your shit out and I was listening to this interview with Rain Wilson from the office and I was gonna say uh, Dwight. yeah yeah and uh Stephen Bartlett is his name this British dude who's on the British version of Shark Tank called Dragon's Den and he's like a CEO he became like a like huge CEO at like 28 during his sad return and now he does this podcast that's like asking the big life questions and he has guests on like Rain Wilson who's like very philosophical and very he has like a whole book that I own about like big world questions and he's very spiritual um and he was saying that you have to take your your shadow you can't repress the shadow that's never gonna work you have to take the shadow sit it on your lap and treat it like a ventriloquist dummy and like play with it and like let it be a part of you but don't let it be such a part of you that it's overtaking the ego but it's like you have to dance with it you have to perform with it what a way to put right that. i love I've that never, analogy i've never heard it yes i as you know heather you know i love my analogies mm-hmm. but i've never i've never thought of it that way i like you know they always say like befriend your yourself and your demons and like if you wouldn't say something to your friend why would you say it in that negative tone to you and yes it's not about being ashamed of the parts of you that you don't like it's about embracing them accepting them because that is what like unacquitted love for like yourself truly yeah. is or not unrequited not what am I trying to say unconditional uh, yeah. mm-hmm. love for yourself truly is yada yada but to put it in that's such a comedic way mm-hmm. to put it that's such a to me that's such a Dwight mm-hmm. way to put it um yeah I I love that analogy that's great like right it's like it's on your lap but you're in control yeah you still get to oh, and there's often they say like very scorpion. yeah a lot of power <laughs> 
in owning your shadow like that usually does point to like a superpower and I've been thinking a lot about how I really want attention and I really want to shine and sometimes when I'm drunk I'm like need to take up all the light in the room and but I have to own that part of myself too it's fine yeah I don't know Heather I mm, cannot (laughs) relate Mm, sorry we're all performers (laughs) (laughs) Folks, uh, for those of you who didn't catch it, that was a bold face. <laughs> uh, I am clearly kidding. Uh, no, I, I totally agree. Or just like, I think there's also, totally correct me if I'm wrong or if you, or, you know, if you disagree with this, Heather, but I do think there's this idea, especially for the feminine energy, there's this idea to sort of want to dim your light mm-hmm. a bit too, to not take up too much space or room Mm -hmm. and while I understand that reasoning and that logic or that way of looking at things um I think that's something that women are taught more I think it's something men rarely are taught respectfully and even and I guess I don't even mean not even so men but just like the patriarchy like the masculine energy just doesn't seem to that wouldn't be something that would be brought up in class, right. for example, if you were taking masculine energy, <laughs> spiritual studies, but like the feminine energy as a whole is sort of like, I think we're trained in the way our society views it, yada, yada. Like the way we're trained to view it is like, Oh, let me let not like, like let me not take up space. Oh, when I'm in the supermarket and I round the corner and I accidentally like me and the same person cut each other off at the exact mm-hmm. same time, I'm still going to say, sorry. yeah. And like in a, w- in a way that's like, it's not necessarily what? your fault. I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. And so what I think is a beautiful thing is like, why would, and why would we dim light, dim light ever? Mm-hmm. Why would, why would light, as as a resource ever be something we take away when we have the always have the option to spread it further right and i think the only way to do that is acceptance of yourself and like that's the only way to like not have any like you know dark spots in your bulb yeah, so to yeah. speak and like by letting your entire light bulb shine at its full wattage mm-hmm. right the full capacity you have you are I don't know. It just feels like more light should be spread. And I love that, like, the overall female energy. And it just does feel, as a society, we're getting better about, like, let's let some women take up some space here, shall Mm -hmm. we? Thank you so much. Or just, like, let's let the feminine energy sort of just, like, maybe call the shots. Or, like, let's look at it this way. Or let's at least remember that it's there. Especially in, yes, our patriarchy of a society. Last thing I'll say about this real too quick, yeah. Heather, or real, real, like, I don't know if this is Scorpio again, looking at the depths of things, but of course I was reading an article, which we know means watching <laughs> a TikTok, but this woman was talking about, you know, especially with the Barbie movie coming out, for example, this like time, the eras tour, all the works, yeah. but like the, there was, and again, I'm kind of like, this is interesting that I saw this during Scorpio season and sort of this rebirth, this, this new fire, right? This woman was talking about, I'm should have prepared to quote it, but I got all excited. Oh, and I didn't prepare the story this, of my life. I'm yeah. diving, diving, diving head first. It's water season. I'm water. <laughs> here again. Um, this one was saying like, we, th- we have this idea that like, because of the masculine energy we're used to in our patriarch, like in our patriarchy of our society yeah blah blah blah. we have this idea that women taking over 
and being more control or is it, or if if the tables were always turned and it just so happened to be that the feminine energy was in control of things right we have this idea that it would be exactly the same where women are in power and men don't have as many right. rights and blah 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 and it's like literally the whole point of this is that those energies are so vastly different and with feminine energy run as a matriarchy it's it's very mother derivative mm-hmm. and like literally mother nature herself is a very naturally healing c- cycling you know blah 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 and there it was just this whole idea that like no 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 if women were the matriarchy for example there w- it would be more equal because there'd be a caring nurturing mm-hmm. uh just uh, empathy for other humans mm-hmm. human and spirituality and like the fucking soul shit would be at the center yeah, and emotional uh, and awareness like we think, and wanting things to be right equal. and like yeah. way less competition mm-hmm. and just like what do you mean competition we're human and i just found that really beautiful and that we're waking up to more of these ideas and uh it's again it's the scorpio season as a whole our generation being really tapped into scorpio um yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm completely off with that. <laughs> if that's not, but like, I feel like that's very Scorpio getting into the depths of like, well, let's talk about what things would really look like if we burned it to the fucking mm-hmm, ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Hillary Clinton is a Scorpio. I might cover her next episode. Um, Scorpio oh, yeah. Pisces moon and the poor <gasps> thing. Like, I don't, it, with those signs, I could not lead a nation. Are you kidding me? <laughs> offense like scorpio is one of the top signs for presidents but with the pisces moon like oh my god but um wow that's really interesting that scorpio is one of the top signs for. it makes so much sense i mean they are the sign of power like they it's like a passionate sign that they're comfortable how to get it done in their and like is comfortable with being disliked or the the or just you know the the pressures of what that responsibility entails, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? That's really fascinating, yeah. Heather. But it's interesting. Like, Scorpio interesting. is such a... Like, I would say that all the water signs do have this feminine touch to it. Um, and yet, Scorpio is so masculine, I think, and fiery in a lot of ways. And it is, like, I think one of the few signs that sort of, like, feels both depending on the day. I don't know. No, I totally, I think there's also in the way that we also come off this Libra balance, right? And then we talked, especially this, this Scorpio season and the way we go into the Libra uh, new moon right before we hit Scorpio. I do feel like, while I know Libra sort of symbolizes the balance too, I think a lot of, it's very interesting that we go into Scorpio, which is sort of also known as this like Phoenix rising from the ashes, and it's almost like we shift in from this like, okay, we got to find the balance. And then how, what a drastic thing that in order to do something like find balance, you got to burn it all to the ground. And then you, en- and then we enter uh, after Scorpio, we enter Sag, which is even more of like the, the re the fire energy of resetting, reconquering, replacing, or, you know, any, you know, um, going forward with that. And then we settle into the Capricorn earth. Mm-hmm. Of like, okay, we've burned it to the ground. 
we've dealt with the consequences of burning it to the ground and we've we've sat in it and now we're anchoring and rooted. I just find that really interesting that Libra, like it really just feels like these signs. Hold on, Heather, don't tell me. The interpersonal. Yes. Thank you. The interpersonal signs we're in. It's really interesting to me that a lot of it, uh, de- again, it matches our yearly calendar of fall, mm-hmm. which is like we go through fall. And then I know winter also comes in Capricorn. But those two seasons as a whole, fall very much is a prep and bleeds into um, winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same, Like it's the beginning of things dying. And then winter is a deeper, darker continuation of that before we boom, before spring is a prep into full on summer, mm-hmm, right? Yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. We all get how seasons work. I just find it really interesting that the, the interpersonal signs, not only do they align with things dying. Right. And then, and then like getting deeper into the depth and like committing and owning that death, yeah. sticking it out for the rebirth that, you know, is to happen in the spring. Yeah. Right? I just find that really interesting. And then that symbolically, so I know that they're all very different themes and very different elements, but they all, it almost feels like they're like a, it's like a deck of car- like a, they play into mm-hmm, each other mm-hmm. a little bit. And again, maybe I'm really feeling that this energy because of where the new moon. Yeah. Yeah. Up for the beginning right. of the sun signs. But I almost feel like a lot of Scorpio has been balanced, but a lot of that, unlike Libra of like sort of figuring out and teetering on that balance and sort of like getting a good grip on the scales, so to speak. It's like we're in Scorpio and it's like, okay, now we're aware of like, and we're settling into the reality of what needs to be burned to the fucking Yeah, ground. totally. It's like <laughs> once you're in Scorpio, it's almost like you've kind of mastered the balance. Now we can play with stakes. Now we can like see mm. what is actually of value. And like, right. I was just listening to this long Gordon Ramsay interview right before we started recording. And he is a Scorpio. We covered him last season on the podcast. And I find him to be a fascinating individual. He was going to be a professional soccer player before he switched and started doing comedy. Talk about a Scorpio rebirth transition, ego death. Um, But listening to him talk about his fire and his drive and how he's been through trauma and he just knew he was going to be successful, but it was like, how do I make it happen? I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to play with the best of them. Um, But then what killed me is that he kept saying, I think one of the most valuable things in business is jeopardy is like putting yourself or your business or whatever, like raising the stakes and like putting my restaurant in jeopardy or like or like taking a huge financial risk to like go for something that I know is risky. Like he's like, I have to constantly do that in my life. Like if I get too comfortable, I almost have to create drama in order to like perform at my highest level. And I'm like, if that is not the most Scorpio shit I've ever heard in my fucking life, like I was going to say, it reminds me of the, what is it? The Dark Knight Rises. Mm. No spoilers, but like Batman is so fucking Scorpio. Please don't even get me started. Comes out. Not even a real superhero, just has money. Involves himself. That's so funny. Shadows of night. (laughs) Just has money. It's all about being in the shadows and operating (laughs) at night. Like literally (laughs) no one asked. And Batman's like, no, here's my two cents and I'm going to kick some ass. Oh, and no guns. Like also involves himself and nobody asks. It's all about the shadows, like the shadow work. And then also like is like moral about it. 
like no one asked you and then also you're gonna have like your limitations like nope because no <laughs> like batman won't use guns so, uh, batman is so fucking scorpio that's so funny Who knew? <laughs> we did but there's like in the movie where he, he goes to the prison that's like underground <laughs> or whatever i don't know if you remember no. this but it's like an underground cave or whatever and he has to like all these prisoners are there and they can technically escape. They can climb up this wall and make this really scary, tricky like jump. And you can, you'll, you will absolutely die if you do not make the jump. Um, and so Batman, um, keeps going up the wall while he has a rope tied around his waist and keeps trying to make the jump and keeps like missing. And he doesn't die because he's got the rope tied around his waist, but he just like can't get it done. And then he finally is realizes like, I have to risk it all if I want to make the jump. And he, the whole point is that like he, it's symbol, it's very symbolic and he removes the rope and just does it by like free because it's like in the back subconsciously, he knows that if he knows right. that rope is there for safety, he can rely on it. And he's like, I need to not rely on it. And then he of course makes the triumphant, like triumphant jump without the rope. And it's like, because he's, you know what I mean? You constantly feels very like me with the way <laughs> you find the perfect. Like, that's not me, baby. That's Christopher Nolan. <laughs> no, <laughs> but the way credit. your brain just goes to like the perfect image of like the thing I'm describing <laughs> is astounding. That's truly what it reminded me of. Yeah. And I like, so I immediately was like, oh, I've heard about, I'm like, part of me wanted to be like, I've heard people say that. And I realized you saw that in a Batman movie, you bitch. <laughs> So I have to be oh honest. Oh my God, that's um, funny. No, that is but no, such yeah, I love Scorpio. That. I love that analogy. Yeah. yeah, very Scorpio. And yes, Batman's, it's very funny to think of Batman being Scorpio. Yeah, it makes sense. I don't know. I, I resonate Please. with it. I feel like my, right. uh, yeah, well, I don't want to put Alex Nightingale on blast, but I've been dealing with this a lot. <laughs> I mean, we always do, but I've been, <laughs> uh, I've been feeling this way a lot at my own Saturn return precipice. Like I kind of miss that feeling of like having something to risk. And I kind of like want right. to just like burn everything to the ground and start over and feel that like passion or feel that like I have to work like, I don't know. Right. Oh, yeah, and yeah, Alex I love said when people are she like, gets that for me. Anyway. Yes. Alex Nightingale is someone who I think is also likes it scrappy. And I don't know, especially the three, you know, you mean Alex, like not to make it about us, but I think, you know, when the growing up in the major growing up, entering the college major that we entered in, the college major that we did do, like you kind of had to fight for yourself. Uh, we were in a program that didn't necessarily just like give you free reign and resources to the theater and the auditoriums and like all this help on putting together a show. You re really had to like be scrappy work and, and scrounge and yeah, and really scrap shit together and get people to come out still and learn how to be resourceful. And so I'm so grateful as much as I like curse that program <laughs> sometimes. I am still really grateful for all like the scrappiness it essentially taught me. Um, and I, cause I do think that's just how you're also like the universe loves it. They say that the universe loves it when you give a shit right. when you're trying. Yeah. And I think sometimes when you're really comfortable, it's easy to like, it's, it's really easy to maybe like stop communicating with the universe when things are sort of just working yeah. out or when you're comfortable 
you get a lot more communicated with the universe when shit's not going in your yeah. favor because you you want to make sure you're being very clear with the universe mm-hmm. on your intentions and what it is you want because you don't like how something's going yeah. um so i kind of love that yeah sort of analogy too about yeah i just again we go into the where we we enter from the balance of libra into Oh, wait, Heather, I got it wrong, though, because Capricorn is technically not. Sag and Capricorn are technically not interpersonal, are they? Yeah, they're universal, (laughs) but. I just find it interesting still that the regardless, I'm not going to rehash everything I just said, but I do feel like it's interesting that the Libra, it makes sense to me that Libra goes into this balance. Then that Scorpio restarts into this fresh burn Mm -hmm. it all down business, Mm -hmm. right? But and before we move into these bigger universal signs, yeah, it is just I, it still counts. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I think. But I just realized as I was talking, I was like, oh, yeah, the cycle starts with fire. Right. So technically we're ending in the, and we end on water. So yeah. this ending on Scorpio water of burning it all to the mm-hmm. ground, a nice fresh restart before we head into the universal stein, signs. Yeah. Interesting. I also think it's interesting that Scorpio gets um, a reputation for being kind of spiritual. Uh, and I would say that mm. Scorpio onward, like Scorpio, Sagittarius, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Pisces, I would say are probably the most spiritual, broad-scoped energies of the Zodiac. And it makes sense because they're at the end of the Zodiac. But uh, Sagittarius actually is the sign attributed with like belief systems and like figuring out your philosophy on life and like your truth. And um, yeah, it's people don't talk about it enough, but it really is about like your philosophical beliefs and stuff. And I think it's cool that Scorpio comes before Sag, which has its own spiritual tone. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Again, not to bring her up, but it is just another episode. It's just another day. Taylor Swift, that's like how her documentary starts. Like she talks about how she's like, I don't know where it comes from, but just since I was, and she's a Sag. And she's like, just even as a young girl, I I had this, like, I created an entire belief system for myself with the moral compass of like, just being like a good girl, like just being like good. It was the only, it was like, I, I built belief systems around it. She talks about why this shapes so much of her and her career later on and how this kind of goes wrong for her but this was like a tool she just built when she was a kid she's a little sad yeah no and the more you and it's mm-hmm. like that's really interesting to hear about yeah Sag. i don't know if i ever knew that but then i'm like oh my god the my favorite sag yeah <laughs> casey musgraves who's a leo but sag moon most of her mm. songs are so sagittarius she is so philosophically focused i mean the song Follow Your Arrow is the most Sagittarius Mm -hmm. song I've ever heard. And the symbol of Sagittarius is a centaur, a horse with a man with a bow and arrow, half horse, half man with a bow and arrow. Right. And it's all about, yeah, follow your arrow. Sag is all about like dreaming big, figuring out your personal beliefs and like feeling optimistic about it and, and journeying forward and pointing the arrow in the direction based on your belief system. Um, I love that. Yeah. But, but we're not there yet, but I, <laughs> I love Sag and I, I love know, Scorpio too. And it makes sense. You have to face and your the demons way it all bleeds in. first before you can. And like Abraham Maslow's like uh, law of 
what is it called? His like a uh, hierarchy of psychological needs or something where it's like fundamentally it's like Aries Taurus. You need a strong identity and you need security, financial, food, otherwise. Then you can think about relationships. Then you can start thinking about like spirituality and your purpose and your place in the universe and broader scope things. And it all fits with the Zodiac. And ev- every sign has a different order of like, this is what's important to you. This is how many steps away you're in, you're, you are from the other, mm-hmm. from the other, from the other ones, mm-hmm. from the other ways of like, the other ways of which you need to also live. It's just, I don't know. As we know, the water can be heavy, but similar to you, Heather, I believe I thrive <laughs> a little bit during these times. I'm always kind of watery. So like when I'm being told to really lean into that, it's like, thank okay, you. I, I, <laughs> I have permission. Um, rough, rough water ahead. Don't mind. If yeah. I do, you know, um, but yeah, I'm also ready. I, I, I really love, again, learning about Scorpio as a Phoenix. I love looking at it that way. Symbolically. I love really understanding now what it means for a Scorpio to really be the, the fire sign of the waters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we bleed into one of my favorite fire signs that we have um, and bleed into the universal signs, which is sort of our realm as well, Heather. So it's like interesting too that Scorpio is sort of the end of the interpersonal, but still such a bridge such a between bridge. interpersonal and universal yes, as yes. well. And I re- I'm really, I'm, we're in the throes of it, baby. And I love I it. I love it too. Love it. Oh. Shall we hop into these charts, Heather? We must. <laughs> Heather, I completely forgot to do our introduction oh. at the beginning of this. I got into the Scorpio waves. You did? <laughs> I let them take me out to the deep end. You know how I like it. <laughs> uh, folks, ladies, gents, water signs, earth signs, fire signs, and air, welcome, Heather Cunningham, our astrology light our guiding post our goddess of the (laughs) education that is astrology (laughs) (laughs) let me fucking move on (laughs) she's amazing i love her heather cunningham and it's me miranda even when i have nothing to say i have something to say amazing i love you (laughs) Uh, I'm just uh, a mere follower to Heather's heels, and there's no one else I'd rather be, and nowhere else I'd rather oh go. My goodness. <laughs> um, no, Heather, you just like yeah. Every every freaking time we record this shit, I am just always like I learn more and more every day. Listeners, we hope you do too. And with that, Heather, shall we jump in to these Scorpio? signs we have today let's yes couple of watery birth charts some deep depth birth charts yeah yeah i mean there are so many scorpio celebrities to choose from i've said it once i'll say it again so many it makes that like yeah like i was saying majority of presidents they're just comfortable in that space it's because they (laughs) are the phoenix you know rising 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 to the heights of fame um this is why again was again i'm so sorry it's twice now i'm bringing her up but like we people always joke that it's it's taylor swift's rising that we don't have right right we we know she's but they well astro.com now says that it's scorpio but that's changed three times since i've been analyzing so 
It does say it's Scorpio. But rising. right now it does. Yeah. So. And it is Cancer Moon, correct? Yes. Okay. Because, like, she literally has an entire song recently about a phoenix rising from the ashes. She talks about that. Like, she's like, how many times? She's like, even I'm getting exhausting of, I'm exhausted of doing this. I think I heard like that. Like, it's a, like, yeah. it routinely shows up in her life. Yeah. Of she has to re, re, be reborn and rebirth. Yeah. And that's her her rising mm-hmm. right interesting mm-hmm. sorry but Combined i just with like the sagittarius it needs to constantly expand and aim higher too it's that is a powerful I mean, please but i apologize heather no I'm no no i'm glad Taylor. you brought that up but i just like i forgot recently it's a newer song that she released oh funny um, i'm gonna listen to it called called you're losing me um about joe um. it was like a it was like a late late midnight's was it midnight? Yeah, Alex I think it was like a late, late midnight's release. Yeah, it was like a late, late midnight's release. Uh, you have to like, uh, like you had to buy the single, and the, or you had to get it downloaded from a friend. So I'll send it to you. <laughs> I mean, nothing. Anyway, um, but yes, exactly. This just like this idea of the of the phoenix rising from the ashes. Please, Heather, go on. Yeah. So <laughs> today I'm covering a hugely famous Scorpio, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-mm-mm. Yummy, and the phoenix himself, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is a Scorpio sun, Libra moon, Libra rising, a flirt, if if I say so. Um, no wonder. Yeah, uh, very much a relationship. Well, the funny thing is, like, it's so much relationship energy, and yet he's one of those famous ass Scorpios who can get any young girl he wants why be in a committed relationship why deal with the scorpio (laughs) difficulties of true intimacy Uh, oh my god no it's very libra also i feel like to be i want the shiny thing i don't know right well and also you know he's a hollywood yeah i mean there's so many layers he he gets to just like not have to grow up and can't just like date half his age and models yeah um even though he still looks good oh yeah but you know isn't in his 30s okay one last thing i'm gonna yeah. say then i'm gonna shut the fuck up is <laughs> taylor swift's <laughs> song the man is she has a whole thing about like because if i was a man then i'd be the man right. and one of her lines is i'd be just uh like i'd be just like leo they would toast to me oh let the players play I'd be just like Leo oh. and Saint-Tropez, which is like the iconic, like, I don't know for the folks who don't remember this or know this, um, because because of this line, I did look it up and I was like, oh, I do remember this now. But it was like he was on a yacht in like off the coast of Saint-Tropez that's like and was just like on a yacht with all these young models, just like being single, just like being Leo getting papped like crazy. Um and yeah, it was just more of a commentary on Taylor. You know, she gets roasted all the time yeah. for the dating, but it's like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio can date models half his age and like publicly be on a yacht with mm-hmm. them. And we're just all going to, you know, that's yep. like, so again, just kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> covering him, a Scorpio and Taylor's Scorpio rising ass covered him in a song. Okay. That I'm is done. funny. <laughs> no, I'm glad. But yeah, yeah, this is his whole thing. And 
you know, he's he's got that you're so right, that Libra charm. Like, as even though people know this about Leo, and I feel like we're all kind of like, Leo, mm-hmm. get it together a little, would ya? It's still like, <laughs> Leo. I know. <laughs> I mean, you love him, but you hate, yeah, you hate him, but you love him. Uh, <laughs> go on, go yeah, on. Yeah, a charmer. And with Venus tightly conjunct the sun, so Venus, the planet of beauty, Libra's ruling planets right next to the sun. This is such a, like, I'm sure he is a top-notch flirt. Um, mm. Even, and, yeah. Uh, but very Scorpio. So so Sun, Venus, and Mars are in Scorpio in the second house. The thing that strikes me immediately about this chart is that it's all very clumped. And like the first, second, and third house, none of the planets are in the top half, the top hemisphere, except for Saturn in the 10th. Everything is in the first couple of houses, which I found super surprising because he's been in the limelight like forever. And granted, he's a Scorpio and I feel like he's not, you know, one of these celebrities like Britney Spears or or someone who's like, I mean, not that she wanted that either, but like, you know, he's not like in People magazine every week. Like his socials. Right, right, right. Um, it, It is funny that he's one of the biggest celebrities of all time. But then like just I feel like he's never had to comment. Yeah, um, yeah. His like dating life or anything like that. Like, Does he's he done even a really do good interviews? Job to, like, like, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's. I feel like I, I can't remember the last time I've seen him do one, and so it's like he gets to be private about that kind of shit, yeah. which is interesting because he's so famous. Right. It's always interesting when Scorpios are able to pull off, when a really famous Scorpio is able to also still pull off their Scorpio ways of privacy. Yeah. And, and I think he's he falls under as someone who does that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, the second house, like three personal planets in Scorpio, which the second house is Taurus's house of like building security and financial material wealth and, and feeling like secure in that way, which is interesting. And then Mercury, Uranus, the moon and Pluto are in Libra in the first house of like identity and experiencing your power as an individual and, and just it's Aries house. Um, so, yeah, and then Saturn is in the 10th house of career, aspecting these things, but that's the only planet in the top. And it's interesting, he started acting when he was, like, five years old, but I guess there was this period where, as a child, like, he was super dedicated as a Scorpio, had, like, an innate drive from a young age, was, like, super trying to make a career as an actor happen and going on, like, hundreds of auditions, and for a while he wasn't getting anything, and he was about to quit. And then his dad, who is like a comic book distributor or something, like kind of works in an artistic realm, was like, why don't you just keep at it for a little longer? And then he got on like growing pains or he started having like bigger That's breaks. Right. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And Pluto, Scorpio's ruling planet, is right by the ascendant in the first house, which... I'm sure I really had trouble finding a lot of information on him, like biographically, but um, he, I'm sure with these placements has had to transform and rise from the ashes many times. And uh, Saturn being in the 10th does show like challenges with career, late bloomer. I guess there is that whole thing of like, it was, took him forever to win an Oscar which is kind of oh, dumb, yeah. even anyway. Like I, I think. And he had. I thought he had the great, the greatest clapback. Not that he was even rude about it, but like even Leo himself. And I always kind of thought. I always, I personally always kind of felt this. Not just for Leo, but I've always been kind of like, God, that's got to be so. 
rough for actors and actresses like already the job itself can be a rewarding one yes but also a very stressful one especially when you become famous and then you have all your fans putting all this pressure on the fact that like you should be winning these awards and it's like I don't think any actor I mean you you know you hope to one day win you hope you pray and hope that your career gets to a place where but that's not the end all be all like right where you're even nominated but I just the pressure that's put on award shows in any category of entertainment I think it's dumb really anything is is just kind of it is always just like to me it's just so blatantly obvious that like that's just not anything an artist should give a fuck yeah. about, respectfully. I think it's a great honor it's a, to win and by all means be excited and props to you. But any artist not winning awards does not take away from the art itself. Yeah, it's like we, we know all this. these this musicians is, is being news. like, pitchfork, yeah. fuck it. Who gives a shit? I don't care Some what they say. Some of my favorite songs ever would never probably ever be Grammy nominations mm-hmm. and that's fine. Same with some of my favorite movies. I don't give a fuck that they're not Oscar No, movies. absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, I was always like, and it doesn't take away that Leo is some of, some of America's favorite act. Like, you know, he's one of the favorite actors of our time and didn't win for the longest time and then did win for something when it really counted. It's, you mm-hmm. know, he, I think he won for the Revenant finally, yeah. which like, as he should. Yeah. And then he made his whole, like a fucking Scorpio. His whole speech was like, we filmed this in the Arctic or whatever the fuck. And I'm I'm really in my Scorpio. I'm. So I love it. I love it. I know I cuss I so much. I mean, I always do, but being a little extra, <laughs> I do apologize, folks. This is not going to be a G episode, and they never have been, and never will be, most likely. But I'm in my Scorpio ways right now. Um, but yeah, he talks about while we were filming this you know global warming's real right right this is a big deal he he did after all those years when everyone's like leo needs to win he made his entire speech about global warming yeah which like was cool it's very scorpio Um, and it's very libra of like hey cool that it's scorpio right (laughs) yeah 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 that is cool scorpio it is totally totally um it's cool in the way that it's just like you can't make this shit up (laughs) you what Go on, Heather. You can't make this shit No, up. you can't. You really can't. That's so Scorpio. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm the sorry. last thing I was going to say is that I feel like my mom and I joke about this. We watched so many Leonardo DiCaprio movies growing up together and like gushed over just how cute he was. Um, but we also <laughs> would talk about how like every character he plays, he's like in the depths of pain. Like he's like always, he's so good at playing like the guy who like the stakes are so high and like I'm struggling and like he's good at playing struggle. And like, I feel like mm-hmm. probably 80% of the characters he's played you could argue are Scorpios and I just want to add that the Revenant such a Scorpio story like this oh, like needing yeah. to survive you know mm-hmm. especially for like justice mm-hmm. and like your your own blood right of like your family and there's so much passion behind his entire will to live mm-hmm. there was heart and soul behind his entire will to live even though it's like one of the glorious like gruesome stories and movies god i love it yeah um and also yeah even when he's jack oof the simple spoil spoiler alert for the 94 movie to <laughs> uh as a scorpio would he sinks to the uh, yeah that he's probably the most scorpio in that movie the like poor man who's like Mm-mm-mm. just because i don't have money does not mean i am less powerful than you watch me get the girl watch me like fight 
to the death for her. Watch me paint her while she's naked. Like, and then I'll try my best to rescue her in the end when we're freezing. And and also watch me die for her, essentially. (laughs) It's so Scorpio. And I'm like, you just met. That's so Scorpio. Yeah, you just met. But yeah, exactly. Like, to me, that couldn't be more Scorpio, symbolically and literally. Um, But yeah. That's just funny. Again, it's always funny too, especially with Scorpios. I feel like we've covered. Not that this probably isn't true with a lot of actors, right? Like this is the whole point of acting. You're supposed to know your character and it only makes sense that a lot of times people end up sort of playing characters that are sort of characters of themselves, so to speak. And I find it funny that like we also did Joaquin Phoenix and he's also like, it's like he plays Scorpios. Like, yeah, and, and I do. I feel like very similar for Leo. He plays a lot of like Scorpios. Yeah, I feel like um, it's good acting if you can tap into your own shit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't know if Leo's the same way as like, I know Tom Cruise, at least this is the rumor. Like Tom Cruise has like a team of writers who like rewrite his scripts so that his lines sound like Tom Cruise. And I want to be clear that I think that it is a little different. Like I do actually think, I think Leo can act. Oh my God. Yeah. Do not even compare. Oh my God. Sorry. I'm not a fan of Tom Cruise. I mean, he just, I had this argument the other day with someone where someone was calling him a good actor. I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'm not obviously going to call Tom Cruise a bad actor, but I also think it's easy when you just, you're sort of playing Tom Cruise in everything you do respectfully. Like that is just sort of who he plays. Mm -hmm. Whereas I, I, I do feel like Leo plays characters yeah and he's not just leo in every movie no i don't think um, so i don't think so but it is i mean yeah. even in romeo and juliet too the, the <laughs> it's so i i love his movies so because scorpio. i feel like yeah he's so good at like portraying struggle and romance mm-hmm. <sighs> leo what a dreamy dreamy boy i know i'm like i'm gonna watch satanic after mm-hmm. this mm. We used to have like the two cassette or like, you know, the two VHS tape set, like part one and part two. Like, God, I loved that mm-hmm. movie growing up. I watched it way too young. Yeah. <laughs> Jake and I watched it recently. It, we watched it all the time. It's like our favorite. I saw it for its anniversary. Like, in yes, the me, too, theater. me too. It was so fun mm-hmm. and like cool seeing it in the theater. I love that they do that. I love that they bring <laughs> back. Did you see movies. the 3D version recently? Is that what you're talking yes. about? Oh, my God. And Jake I and did, I, we didn't know it was 3D Jake. until we got there. And we were like, what the <laughs> fuck? So and then I was like, as I was in there, I was like, this is very overstimulating. Yeah, I was so overstimulating. <laughs> Jake and I took edibles and went. And we were like, for the first 45 minutes, we were cracking up. We were like, this feels so weird. Like, why is yeah. the old lady You in don't our really want to feel like you're there. Like, yeah. why? I don't know. The first half of the movie with the I'm 3D, in her we wrinkles. were like being high. Like, <laughs> it was trippy. It was silly. I know. It really was like quite overstimulating. And. We double checked the ticket. It did not say anything about 3D on there. They really surprised us with that. <laughs> they need to stop, and honestly. The 3D is like yeah. a little excessive. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, Leo, come on the pod. Oh, uh, Leo. <laughs> Rise from the dead like a phoenix <laughs> rode from the ashes. And come on the come pod. Uh, Alrighty, Heather. Shall we move on to our next Scorpio birth chart? Let's. Yes. This one's fun because as we talked about earlier, Libra being sort of this like pre sort of balance theme into the final 
burnt uh burning it all down of the scorpio uh theme as well uh how libra and scorpio sort of connect we covered will smith in libra season not too long ago today we'll, we will be covering willow smith will smith's daughter uh which like it's extra fun talking about the libra and scorpio balance like i said and then seeing like you know their differences and also their similarities yeah right? uh while looking at willow smith's chart uh it's a scorp we have scorpio sun capricorn moon gemini so it's sort of it's a balanced chart in the sense of earth water and air mm-hmm. and, and then venus and sag there's fire too although not i was a gonna lot, say but but even the chart itself is like it's not quite balanced but like literally straight down the middle horizontally We've got like that those red clumps mm-hmm. in this sort of triangle, and although it's not like perfectly balanced, it's definitely not all clumped. No, it's and not. It's pretty dynamic. Yeah, and like, which is funny because when I think about like Will Smith as an entertainer, as a performer, how we love him. Obviously, they're different people, but when we think about Will Smith in that way, he's a very dynamic entertainer but then i believe when we covered his chart heather maybe i totally remember this wrong but it was like there were some clumps there it was like the career it was was like a a, an easier not an easier but a more like lucky sort of stable career path in a way that the relationship was going to be the struggle and i feel like it was a more lopsided chart it was um and then to have willow who has these two famous parents yeah and then a chart that's sort of like not quite perfect, but still a little more accumulates a little bit more of the overall pie, so to speak. Yeah. It's just interesting. And totally. how different their dynamics are because Will Smith did not grow up famous or did not grow up with like famous parents. Yeah. Um, and I love looking at the charts of children nepos. of, yeah, nepos of big celebrities. Respectfully. Yeah, no, <laughs> I find it really interesting because usually there's some indication that you were born into fame. Um Right. And like Willow would do it or, or like even if you're not or like, you know, yeah, born into fame. And then also the whole uh, tale as old as time of them like pursuing a career similar to your parents. Mm-hmm. Right. And Willow having the like having some hits. I went oh, I like the music, actually. And the more recent music being very like a lot being being if I'm being quite honest, being very Scorpio. Mm. A lot of her newer music. I don't know if I've heard. There's I, that one song I love. Shouts out to my Capricorn friend in L.A., Jacqueline Ferguson. She showed me Willow's, like, most recent album. When Or, I mean, I guess this would have been, like, 2018, or, excuse me, 2019, 2020. So, like, the album that came around that time. And I literally remember being like, this is Willow? Uh-huh. Willow Smith? Like, it sounded very different from, not the, I, which I loved. I whipped my hair back me and too. forth. I loved that song. But then it was also just sort of, like, this is poetry. Like it just was so different from that and still good in its own right. Mm-hmm. Um, while being so completely different from another song of hers. I loved yeah. that was like a, a rate, a huge radio hit. Yeah. Um, and now knowing and paying attention to this shit, I'm like, Oh, she like matured and her Scorpio, like really came out her Capricorn moon probably allowed for that work ethic yeah. And that poetry and that dark side to sort of express itself. Mm-hmm. And I think the older she's like gotten too, it just feels like, you know, she's adjusted to the fame and is kind of like, fuck y'all. And like, I, I know, I know that like we, 
it's kind of trendy right now to give the Nepo babies a lot of shit. And to me, it is like, I get the argument, right? It's kind of like, yeah, fuck you. If everyone else had this connect, this X, Y, and Z connection, we'd all be there, blah, blah, blah. But it's also kind of like, I've, whenever I think about it, I'm like, if I were seriously a Nepo baby, would I not pursue something that is also very passionate to me, especially when I know I can do if anything to me, I'm kind of like, uh, you should pursue an acting or especially if you know, you have a hookup, that's like the way to guarantee it. Like I get the argument, but I'm also kind of like, are people really putting themselves in? Yeah. If I were in their shoes, what do we expect them to do? Full advantage. Like, absolutely. It's also kind of this idea of like, is it right or wrong to tell someone who's an Epo baby that because like Miley Cyrus, for example, (laughs) I need her to make music. Oh yeah, I'm she's very a happy star. She's uh-huh. exists. Exactly. We need her. And so some, you know, when I really think about it sometimes I'm like, who are we to tell Nepo babies they can't pursue that? What do we want them to do? What do we expect them to do? And, you know, anyway, but I do love that while still it, it does still feel like, you know, Willow Smith has all the power in the world to just like punch out radio hits if she wanted to. She's got that hookup. Will Smith's her father, please. And she's already made her own radio hits, but it's really cool to see her more recent art really sort of reflect that Scorpio passion and depth Mm -hmm. is more to speak. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And her chart being sort of like very occupied, not perfectly balanced, but like kind of more spread out. I feel like, you know, having that, that, that Libra father, (laughs) that Capricorn moon for that, like, you know, work ethic that we love to see the Gemini air. So, you know, can adapt to multiple situations. Mm-hmm. I feel like we'll, we will also see Willow similar to Will. <clears throat> we will also see her career sort of maybe be a full house. Like we'll see her maybe dip more into acting. Right. We'll I see her see maybe try other aspects mm-hmm. just because her chart is sort of one that and like the Gemini rising, you know, the interest there and the chart is balanced in that way. And then she's born an Epo baby in the way that it's like that part will always, you know, she's very lucky in the way that gets to be stable for her sort of starting out. But I'm interested to see where her relationships take her, where those go, if we'll even know anything about them as she ages. Did you say that knowing that there's strong relationship themes in this chart? No. <laughs> I'll do respect, Heather. <laughs> Anytime I think I'm reading this chart, I realize I don't think I know what I'm well, fucking looking I at. I don't even. <laughs> I, I'm still trying to be a master at, at natal no, chart not reading. At all. It's such a. But like, right. uh, no. But I appreciate you saying she that. has Venus. <laughs> and no, Pluto. I didn't. I, I wouldn't know how to look for for that if I tried right now. Well, the, I think it, I think I could find it, but it, it, it would take me really like printing it out, highlighting. Taking my time to look up. Yeah, not while we're doing this. Right. But cool. Yeah, no, you were spot on. (laughs) I was just going to say, like, looking at this chart, like, in certain ways, it's it's an easy chart. There's these nice grand trines, like you were saying, these, like, blue triangles that are very nice with some of that action being in, like, the fifth house of self-expression, close to the midheaven of, like, public success and career in Aquarius. But then for me, the thing that sticks out in the chart and the real struggle of the chart is the seventh house. The seventh house is Libra's house, one-to-one relationships. Um, And Willow has... Actually, it's hard to say if the moon is right at the end of the seventh or right at the beginning of the eighth. Um, It's right on the line in between the two. 
But then Venus and Pluto next to each other in the seventh, the house of relationships with Venus, the like planet of love and relationships next to Pluto, Scorpio's planet of struggle and power and control and like going to the depths. Plus the fact that Willow just is a Scorpio, plus the fact that it's in opposition to Jupiter, which amplifies everything in the 12th house, which is notoriously a difficult house, and then Saturn's there too. I feel that there's probably, um, honestly, maybe some identity things, but also like... um, Right, especially with two famous parents. I'm sure, yeah. Both in the limelight, both airing out your family's laundry, whether you like it or not, on their fucking red ta- table talk show. Jesus Christ. Like I can't imagine being, being in that family. Against your will. Yeah. Holy shit. Really, especially as a Scorpio, when all you want is privacy. I feel like if, if the Smiths had a had a like a full-on reality show the way the Kardashians do, Willow would be very similarly like Kendall, who is also Scorpio. a Scorpio, in the way that she's like never in the episodes and thrives on being different from her mm-hmm. family. Like it's something that she's it. She likes mm-hmm. about herself. And I feel like that's very Willow owning her, like, you know, her different, her, like the way she fame was sort of not her option, but it's something she has like darkingly and begrudgingly has to do mm-hmm. with. Right. Mm-hmm. In her Scorpio way, this is her, like her darkness. Yeah. It um, makes sense. And no wonder. Yeah. Having, I, I feel like Nepo babies have Nepo babies having, um, identity issues is very common. Yeah. So it makes to sense. See that is really interesting. Yeah. 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 Right. Not to like, not that everything about her existence is, I feel like I'm being really negative. That's not what I'm oh, no. like. It's a deep, we love to, yeah, it is. It's a deep, it's a deep chart. And I think it's a perfect example that people love to not think of. Nep- it's a lot easier and more fun to think of Nepo babies as not human, because then you can feel better about the lack of yeah. resources you have available to you that they just have kind of thrust upon them. But I also think, you know, it's interesting to look at Nepo babies charts. Cause I feel like things that just, you know, aren't maybe struggles for us, the more simpler things, it always somehow manifest into being struggles for them and their charts usually always kind of show that while the thing you know people who maybe have stable relationships or more stable uh, upbringings and lives it's the career that takes longer or blah 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 or you you're working for it longer it's just always interesting to watch that flip and yeah every human right yeah uh willow sweet baby i wish i could remember that song that i love that she wrote or maybe not. I wrote, know I'm gonna return she, to her that album that my it's like that my friend on showed the tip me of my because tongue, it changed where me. she like belts, but it's like a dance groove almost. Anyway, I know what you're talking about. I do. Alex Nightingale will tell mm-hmm. us. <laughs> Heather, shall we let the folks know what the heck's going on? These upcoming Scorpio splashes we have here. The astrologers are very amped up about this week. Let me tell you. Oh, God. (laughs) Grab your life jackets, bitch. We're sinking. The Titanic's going down, bitch. Not exactly. We're not fitting on the door, bitch. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it is. There's some intense stuff, but it's not like... I I think that actually the end of the year going in... I, you know, it's... Astrologers also love to, like, be clickbaity and be like, oh, my God, most intense week of blah, blah, (laughs) blah. Um, But, yeah, no, but it's exciting nonetheless. Venus, uh, which 
basically Venus has been a highlight this year because we had that long ass Venus retrograde and Mm -hmm. most of the eclipses we've had have been Venus ruled signs. We had a lot of Libra and Taurus stuff going on with the eclipses, the node moving into Libra, like Taurus and Libra have been big players this year. And then Venus had the long retrograde. Um, So Venus now entering Libra, people are very excited about. I'm very excited about because Venus is, Libra is ruled by Venus. So Venus is very comfortable in Libra. It's been in Virgo for about a month. And that's not as fun because, you know, Venus is all about beauty and attraction and things like that. And Virgo is very like about Mm. the details and the grind and the work. And now it gets to be in Libra. And I think that it'll be a nice, fresh energy for relationships and connecting and relating to others. Um, That's on the 8th. Then November 10th, Mercury enters Sagittarius. We have another personal planet entering a new sign. And that's super fun, too, because Mercury rules Gemini. It's very language oriented and Sagittarius is very good with language. It's the higher, it's the opposite of Gemini. And I would say like the higher octave of Gemini where it's, you know, like I said, it's Gemini is all about like, you know, communicating and, and, uh, learning and almost like that air sign sort of gossipy, like being playful and mischievous and, and, uh, but Sagittarius like takes that to like the higher realm where it's like, okay, I can use my intellectual understanding to like form belief systems and to like philosophize oh my God, on grander it's things. Taylor and, Swift again. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> songwriter herself. Yeah. Going, so going, so, so this is the first planet that's gonna be in Sagittarius. Soon we're gonna have more planets going into Sag. So we're sort of on the precipice of new fresh Sag energy happening. And, uh, you know, then if you want to get really detailed, they're saying like Mercury enters Sagittarius, but then it immediately squares Saturn and Pisces. And that's like, a, oh, got to be careful. Got to have caution. And then um, we're running out of time. But so, yes. Yeah, so, sorry. right. <laughs> I was like, I'll just let you continue. Yeah. Go ahead. So, um, <laughs> So uh, people in the astrology community are very like, okay, it's really cool that Mercury is entering Sagittarius. It's really comfortable there. Uh, We're going to all get philosophical. Sagittarius is like fiery, fun, freedom seeking. But as soon as it enters Sagittarius, it squares Saturn, which is like the least fun aspect in the world you know Saturn Mm -hmm. is restriction limitations gotta face authority gotta like be earthy about it so there's that but honestly like that happens Mercury must square Saturn multiple times a year so that's not like huge on my radar um November 11th Saturday Mars and Scorpio forms an opposition to Uranus and Taurus and this is like a bigger deal whenever Mars and Uranus are together It's sort of like, don't be too impulsive. It's the Mars sort of uh, masculine principle of like fire and aggression combined with Uranus, which is very like surprises and like, ah, things happening suddenly. And just like, I don't know, it's a time to maybe not be so impulsive. And then uh, the Scorpio new moon. Yeah. Scorpio (laughs) new moon right after that on November 13th on Monday. And whenever I say that, that usually means that Sunday. Right. (laughs) 
it usually means like Monday at like 1 a.m. So really like Sunday night, you'll be feeling it. Um, But yeah, it's a Scorpio new moon and there's a lot of dynamics happening with the Scorpio new moon. It's also in opposition to Uranus. Um, And yeah, Uranus is one of the big players in astrology. Pluto, Uranus and Neptune, the outermost planets. Whenever shit's going down with those planets, it's like bigger energy um and uranus is like sudden shakeups it's aquarius's planet of like sudden inspiration or like needing to suddenly drop everything and move to a new place or like you meet someone new out of the blue who becomes a fast friend and completely changes your life or like stuff like that or like i don't know it's not necessarily positive or negative but it's like erratic stuff that can produce change and allow for more freedom usually but so this scorpio new moon yes is in conversation opposing uranus which has been in taurus for a while so again more of these scorpio taurus themes that we're not yet finished with about you know personal values possessiveness jealous jealousy but also just like (laughs) knowing what you value and having strength to go for that full-heartedly, I think is what Scorpio and Taurus both deal with. Yeah. You're worth baby. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And not, 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 not holding a black Friday sale. Oh my God. We don't, we don't put ourselves on sale. We don't. (laughs) We are expensive merchandise. Fucking black Friday. God damn it. Oh my God. I love it. Actually, Cyber <laughs> Monday I'm a fan of because no one has to get fucking hurt. I know, I know. <laughs> and I don't have to leave the house mm-hmm. and risk getting hurt. Uh, no, yeah. Oh, Heather, I love it. This has been such a a deep Scorpio-esque episode. And again, yeah. it's so nice that we're exploring it and it's not this dark, twisted, scary thing. Scorpio is a very, like going deep doesn't have to be scary. When you embrace it and you lean yeah. into it, it's, it's really worth the look it's a worthwhile it's worth time it. mm-hmm. it's you wonder really why the there's so many deep. successful scorpios yeah they're because they're do doing it. the fucking work mm-hmm. yeah and, and 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 not only that when i say do the work i don't mean change everything about yourself yeah, when i no. say do the work i mean accept everything about yourself mm, i love I think that Scorpio, miranda scorpios are, are we've talked about this before too heather and it's just really funny that we're pointing out how fa- how there's so many famous ones because out of all the signs Scorpio is very down to just own own the parts that most people would would hate to admit about themselves Scorpio and turn it into like, an asset or like yes. use it in a positive way yeah exactly it's it's a less every again it's like every sign you teach us this other episode every episode but like every sign truly has a lesson to be had for everyone even if you're not that element or you don't feel like you have those elements there's still being in that energy there's something for you always pay attention to the changes y'all that's where the beauty is pay attention to the depths mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, i love it i love this I love time too. Oh, i love it's you heather fun. i love this you so much love you listeners mm-hmm. Ah, we will be right back here next week. More it's a gorgeous, infinite gorgeous time. Abundance. Never ending infinite abundance to you and yours. Love you, Heather. Love you, listeners. Love Bye. You. Bye. Bye.